You ever felt that you lost yourself? Maybe a tragedy came upon you and you did not feel as if you were any longer the same person. There was a tectonic shift within you. This is Saturday, January 27th, and we're finishing up this third week of our study called Lost and Found. Now, as a result of those changes that we feel that we experience, some people change the clothes they wear. They may dye their hair, or some men change their facial hair. These changes reflect a deeper inner change that has taken place. At times, these changes may be for the better. At other times, they signal deep decline. This appears to be the turning point in the story of the younger son who left home with his share of his father's estate and then wasted all that he had. He sold himself out doing the worst sort of work imaginable. But there, he couldn't make a living. He was starving. When finally, this is what happened. This is Luke 15, verse 17 to 20. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. Now those are very brief words that signal that something has happened inside this man. We're told he came to his senses. Now Jesus' explanation here has been interpreted in many ways. First, there are those that read this as repentance. The young man realizes his mistake, and there's been a real change of heart. But Jesus doesn't use the word repentance. There's no indication of remorse or the change of heart that we're looking for, that we, we hope would come. One commenter on this verse has, has it right, I believe. He says, For it is not his remorse for his sins he has committed, but to begin with, quite simply, the realization that he has come to the end of his tether, which makes the son turn back. We remember in the first two stories, Jesus does not speak of repentance in terms of something the rescued party does. It is simply a willingness to be found. This younger son is not found at this point. He is as lost as ever. How do we know this? We're told that he begins working on the speech he will give his father. It's not the speech of repentance, but one that tells the father that he will become one of his hired men, and then he will have the chance to make things right, to work off his debt. You see, the young man still has the will to fix things. That is the offer he will make. He's not going to ask to be forgiven, but to be hired by his father. At least then he will have a decent job, and maybe over time he can restore himself in his father's eyes. That term, hired servant, is the description of one who is a casual laborer, something like a day laborer. This is the man we see waiting in the parking lot at the Home Depot, hoping someone will hire him and provide him a day's work and a day's wage. You see, as the young man plans to return home, it is with his own plan to get back on his feet and make a new life for himself. If his father agrees to this, he'll be a free man living independently in the village who shows up at his father's farm along with the others, hoping to get work. Surely his father will let him do that. So what is missing? Real repentance.
Of course, we would love to see that, but that is not the story Jesus tells. And this is not the son the father runs out to greet and welcome home as if nothing at all has happened. You see, I think we like to tell, be able to tell the story that glorifies us and our ability to make things right, to pull our lives together, to fix what we have broken. But we can't fix those things. There are some things that cannot be restored. As hard as we may work, we'll never be able to heal the relationship between ourselves and God. Yes, the young man could repay the money he wasted, but how could he ever heal the rift between him and his father? He only has, seems to have in mind repaying the money, not the relationship with his father at all. One final thing to notice in the son's speech, and that is, is that he not, does not so much make a request of his father. He doesn't say, please. He says, make me one of your hired men. Give me a job. It's more than a request. It almost sounds like a command. You see, his pride is still intact. He can do it, and he has a plan to make it happen. He only needs a job and the opportunity. He's missed the point entirely. And how often is this the case with us? We think the problem is the mistakes we have made. What we miss is far more important, the relationship with the God who created us and loves us. It's true we can do a lot of good in the world and help a lot of people, but we cannot close the chasm between us and God. Those things we, we, with the, we cannot even move the needle with that. All the while our pride boasts of being able to pull it off, to make things right. You see, Jesus has told us a story in which the only hope is the love of the Father. A love so great that forgiveness is not given when it's deserved or when the person is repentant enough. That may never happen. Probably won't. It's a forgiveness given freely and a love that is greater than all the harm and hurt that the prodigal has served up. This is the love God has for us. And because we promise to do better next time, or because we have plans to get ourselves together. It is a love that comes fully and freely in Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, we have our plans made and speeches prepared. Thank you that you love us anyway. Our pride is also intact, and you love us anyway. Show us the cross of Jesus so that our pride might melt, and the only thing left will be wonder and gratitude. For in the name of Jesus, we pray. 